0: Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We are in Season 2 of the PAL using Pirkei Ovis Treasury. We're in Chapter 1, Paragraph 11, Parak Aleph, Mishnah Yud Aleph. We try to go through the Mishnah 1 per podcast. And we try to talk some comments afterwards. And again, we're going to try for this year to do a round for a week, bli nedir, bli nedir. We're not including Shabbos, obviously, so the weeknights without Friday night. So stay with us and stay through the of his Treasury as we try to go through it one by one. Aftayan Omer, Aftayan says... Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at maximumtee at yahoo dot com. says, Be cautious with your words. Shema, for from there we have to be careful with the words because Shema, tochuvu chovasgalus haraim. You may incur the penalty of exile and be banished to a place of evil waters. Heresy." The disciples who follow you there may drink and die, God forbid. And consequently, the name of heaven may be desecrated, God forbid. And we know that's a very bad thing, as we've talked about many times here on the show. So let's see some different comments. Let's see what we could find out about this show and try to glean from this Mishnah itself. So, when we say "Hizaharuba be cautious with the words, the Mishnah speaks allegorically of the dangerous result or the dangerous results of unclear teachings that lend themselves to misinterpretation, one should take utmost care not to express himself in a way that can be misunderstood by listeners who are unaccustomed to his mode of expression. As Rashi explains, the story on the bottom says a rabbi's guilt among the most difficult positions in which a person can find himself is a rabbinical position. We always talk about that, my wife and I. A rabbi has a lot of responsibility on his shoulders, and he has to deal with a lot. A rabbi bears responsibility for the spiritual welfare of his congregants. He must therefore rebuke them at times difficult that might be. Should he fail to do so, he is remiss in his duties and bears responsibility for their shortcomings. Chavitz Chaim told the story of a Jew... Who was convicted of tax evasion and was sentenced to 15 years of hard labor in the Siberian tundra, which was very, very, very brutally cold. As the police were escorting him through the town, he requested an audience with the rabbi, and was given one. The rabbi asked the prisoner, why did you ask to see me? How can I help you? In a broken voice, he responded, I'm going to Siberia for 15 years and it's your fault, Rebbe. You certainly know what I was doing. Why didn't you say anything? You should have made it clear to me that flouting civil laws forbidden by the Torah like getting 10B. Why didn't you warn me what a terrible price I would have to Pay for my diseases, As Rabbi of our town, this was your job, and I will have, have to toil like a slave because of you. Said the Chavitzchayim, this man knew the severity of his crimes and the harshness with which the government might treat him, yet he was sure that the Rav bore responsibility for his fate because he had not reproved him. Certainly, when some of the Rav's congregants are judged in the world to come and are sentenced to fates worse than fifteen years of Siberia, the finger of liability will point to the rab if he is remiss in his duty to guide them on the path of virtue. Whoa. The Chazanish made only one stipulation. With his wife before entering into marriage, that he not be pressured to assume an official position. Although he was not a rabbi, rosh yeshiva, rabbinic judge, he was considered the preeminent Torah leader of his generation. In their early years, they supported themselves from the earnings of her store, and in the later years, from the sale of his farm. They thus embodied the teaching of our Mishnah: love work, and despise positions of power. The Chavitz Chaim once advised one of his students to, resume, to assume a rabbinic position. The student demurred, explaining that he feared the responsibility of ruling on questions of halacha. The Chavitz Chaim insisted who should assume the position. Someone who is not afraid of the responsibility. Similarly, one who despises holding positions of power is by definition most suited to such positions. For it is he who will discharge duties with the utmost caution. Thus, the mission teaches despise positions of power, yet occupy them for the sake of heaven. And this story... Really is more connected with yesterday's Mishnah, but also goes to this Mishnah, because you have to be careful what you say, because people listen to your words, and they may, God forbid, learn not good things, so we have to make sure that when we say things we know what we're saying and we realize that we don't steer people astray. For incurring the penalty of exile, God forbid the Torah prescribes exile as punishment for inadvertently causing a death. Thus one who kills inadvertently in a spiritual sense will also have to suffer exile. And evil waters is a euphemism for heresy, the Rambam and Rabbein Yonah say. So it implies you may be exiled to a place inhabited by heretic school will employ the corrupted meaning of your statements as support for their own heretical ideas. They may drink of them and die. The tragedy of the Mishnah continues is not confined to the non-believers. The evil waters may reach students of your words both those whom you have met and those whom you have not, either because you have already res- returned from exile or because they will learn of your teachings after your death. In either case, you will not have the opportunity to correct the heretic's false interpretations, and your ambiguous statement will remain unclarified. So you have to be careful, have to be careful. Consequently, name of heaven just des- desecrated, God forbid. People will say, see what happened to these students? They were true Torah students, yet they met an untimely death. The Torah, learning did not protect them in spite of the spiritual... Scriptural assurance that Torah is a tree of life, as Proverbs 3.18 explains. And what I say and what I do, we're looking at the bottom. Teachers and parents are enjoined to speak and act with full recognition that they are role models and as such must inculcate values and morals that remain deeply rooted and unshakable. Once children leave home, the mission refers to them figuratively as in exile, where they are subject to the prevailing fads and may drink of the evil waters of society at large. We must provide an antidote to those insidious lifestyles so that the name of heaven not be desecrated. But this demands behavior on the part of adults that is consistent with what they are Trying to promulgate, students are too perceptive and skeptical to be deceived for long. So we have to do what we say, say what we do, make sure that we speak properly, that we think before we speak, and we speak only things that we want people to follow and people to listen to. So the main thing that we could glean, even if we're not rabbis, even if we're not leaders of the generation, even leaders of a shul or an organization, we're leaders in our own right, and everybody sees what we do, and we could be role models to anyone around us. We have the keep on our head, we have the head covering on top of us, we're God's ambassadors and God's children and servants in the world to make the world a better place. So what we say can affect others, and we should be careful with what we say, be careful what we do, and make the world a better place. And hopefully nobody will learn bad from us and only good from us. Join us next time as we move over to the next paragraph here in the PAL and Pirkei Alva's Treasury. And I'm your host, Tani G.